you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL player second acts podcast. I'm Peanut Tillman, and as always, I got my guy Roman Deacon. That's that's like the that's the name for you, Roman Deacon Harper. I appreciate that, Peanut. Um, I look, I, I don't know if it's a compliment or a scary start to the morning, but not a compliment. Our guest today has already told us that we kind of look alike, and we, I don't know about that's do. the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> I was like, I think we've been hanging out a lot together. That's, maybe that's what it is. Brother, this, oh, my, this, my, this is my older brother, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great morning. It's a great start. All right, I want to come out first of all because we want to jump right in. Our, our guest today is—I uh, don't want to hold him up too much—and he's fired up. He's going to be great laughs and already giving us great personality and conversation this morning. So, uh, before we do that, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in constantly. Give us a rating, a review, and also make sure you hit that follow button and tell a friend to tell a friend anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Make sure you tune in to us and give us a review. So thank you for that. And Peanut, would you give us the honors of who we got this morning? We are blessed with the Hall of Famer, one of the greatest running backs of all time, Mr. Tony Dorsett. Welcome to the pod. It's good to be here, John. So I'm, I think you want to address I do. I, wanna, I, I, I didn't want to bring this up early, but we got to address the elephant in the room. All right. So, uh, Mr. Tony, so I, I've... Grown up knowing you so much and revered you in, in high, high regards because my mom, all right, my mom and dad been married 40 some years, uh, raised me, my love my mom to death. But she has always told me since I was a little kid, and I hope I embarrass you right here, is two guys she would leave my dad for. Number one, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And number two, Tony Dorsett. So now, getting to meet you finally, <laughs> it is an honor. <laughs> you are the man. <laughs> y'all y'all come. <laughs> hey, <laughs> y'all kind of looking like, look, y'all got the same salt and pepper hair. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? You yeah. just ain't got the beard. I just ain't got the beard. Yeah. What's up, Dad? <laughs> I'm not going to call him Dad today, but it is, it is an awesome day. It is an awesome day to kind of put that out here. Yeah. You say I got to beat you. So I'm going to tell my mom later. Oh, my God. And she'll be like, hey, did you take a picture? You get something signed? I'm like, I don't know why, but it's good. It's great. It's great to meet you. Great oh, to man. You're a Hall of Famer, and you've been retired for a while. And this podcast is really about former players kind of in their second acts and kind of what they're doing right now. So you've been retired for a minute. Can I ask, what have you been up to lately kind of since the retirement? Take care of my grandchildren. Okay. Uh, I'm doing my, my little my little my little boys. I got uh, my son has a has, has a little boy and my, my daughter has a little boy. Okay. Okay. And, and one of them, Hawk. My nickname is Hawk. Okay. And my my son named his 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 boy Hawkey. Oh. He named him. And so uh, I go with him, and you know he 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 loves sports, and I, I try to keep him encouraged and do yeah. all that and doing all these things. And then my my daughter has a little Drew. Drew is my middle name. 
Oh. And so little, little Juice Baby Drew, he's Juice Baby, he's one years old. But but he just man, I just I have I have so much joy when those boys come around me, man. I just I feel like a little kid, and I just go out and play with them, have a good time. But this got to make you feel good though, like that your your kids they they took your name and they named their kids after you, like yeah. your legacy kind of still right right carries on. Oh, man, it's a good feeling, you know. And it's, and it's like you know when my son. Decided to do this, you know, name it, name is hockey, and I'm like, what, what, what you doing, man? You come on, now. yeah, but, but, but yeah, man, and, you know, hockey, man, he, he's just, he's just a wonderful kid. I mean, he's good with school and all this stuff. And my, and my, my, my other grandson, I mean, Drew baby, Drew, I call it Drew baby, Drew, Drew. and he just pop 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 pop. I just love it, man. I just love it. I just love with my grandchildren. I think there's no greater love than a grandparent with a grandchild. Yeah. And I see that with my parents. My yeah. parents are watching my kids and I'm here right now yeah. with my wife. And it's really funny because my dad was so hard on me. Yeah. Oh, and all of a sudden, yeah. I see him rolling on the ground with my kids. I'm like, <laughs> you never rolled on the ground with me. Never. Yeah. Not one time. I see yeah. my mom throw a football with my daughter. And I was like, I've known you my whole life. You've never thrown me a pass. Like, right. never. Right. Never one time. Yeah, and you, I, but you do these things for grandkids. Oh, yeah, man. You know, she did. And they're missing, they're missing you. Right. You know, they're, they're missing you. They didn't get a chance to do it with you, but now they can do it with their grandchildren. So yeah. they want to make sure they get that part, that end, before things change for them. But, but so it's a, it's a great thing, man. I, I tell you. But the one good thing about it all, we can send them home. That's yeah, that's that's what my dad said. So I don't know if you watched the uh the honor show yesterday. They just inducted the newest members of uh the NFL Hall of Fame. Um yeah. what did you think about the class? They inducted uh Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, another Darrell Revis, Darrell Revis, uh Joe Ronde Ronde Barber, Joe Joe, Joe Thomas. Thomas. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's a good class of, of players mm -hmm. that done well for themselves in the years that they played. I'm not really familiar with a, a whole lot of the guys because um, you know when when I moved away from football, I yeah. kind of like moved away. You shut it down. I did, I, but I still love the game. I love watching guys play. I I love it. Now, do you go to the ceremony that they have in Canton every year or so often? Oh yeah, I go every year. You get yeah, a chance to get back. I, I love putting on that. that that yellow jacket. Oh, that was going to be the question. So how often do you wear your gold jacket? Like, do you ever just catch yourself in the morning, get me some coffee, and I'm just going to go ahead and just put on this thing and just kind of sit here and watch some TV or something? I have, I have you to. have to, though. I, have to, I, have to, I love it. But I, I don't love wear it out, man. I don't wear it out. <laughs> Inside the household. Oh, yeah. That's it, man. That is that, awesome. That, I love that, it. I love that it. yellow jacket, man, doesn't go very well with me to close. <laughs> now, have you ever spilled anything on the coat? Yeah. How many coaches do you get? They give you they'll give you one. If you if you That's a great question. If you you only get one, you get the one coat, but okay. they will duplicate one for you if if something happens to the one that you have. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so so give me a story of what happened to the, the first time you messed up your jacket probably scared you. Or the first time you tried to stain on it or something. Oh, I got real mad. I was I was in I was, I was <laughs> It was one of those things I want to fight. What you doing, man? You know, spilling some stuff on my jacket, you know? And because because I'm like, man, I never dreamed. I, I didn't even know about the Hall of Fame when I was yeah. a little kid growing up, man. I was like, God, man, I'm like, what? You know, mess up my my jacket, man. You better go home, boy. Mm. Yeah, man, but it's 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 a great group of guys and 
to be involved with. So one group of guys, you know, one one guy in particular who, as I've read and read more about you, you have this special relationship with Earl Campbell. That's my buddy. And, um, yeah, no, that's you guys. And he claims you as one of his heroes, yeah. his football heroes specifically. Yeah. Could you maybe give us a little bit of insight on how that relationship formed? Because it's not like nowadays where guys have social media, so they're friends and they get recruited all together. How did that relationship form? And then how did that relationship grow from there? Well, the thing about it is um, I've always wanted to be a, 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 a bigger man. I wanted to be a big back man. Yeah. And and when Earl came, because, you know, obviously, before then, Jim Brown, I, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of all yeah. of that kind of stuff. I didn't see, see, see Jim. But I seen Earl, man, I, I used to watch him play against the Steelers. And I grew up in Pittsburgh area. Yeah. And the Steel Curtain, man, was just, I was just unbelievable. And Earl was just like, I was like, man, how's Earl running through these guys like this? Man, how is he doing this? Uh, and I said to Earl, I said, Earl, I asked him, I said, Earl, and why don't you let one guy tackle you sometime? And I said, man, how long you think this is going to last, man? I said, man, you look like King Kong out there just yeah, <laughs> yeah. my guys off you and everything. <laughs> but man, that's, he's, he's a great guy. Man. So, Let's talk about you grew up in the Steel Curtain era, right? You're from you're from Pennsylvania, yeah. and uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Aliquippa, that's it. The Quip, baby. The Quip. The quip. The quip. <laughs> so I just I it ain't but like eight thousand people. It's, it's a super if that right? <laughs> yeah. Super small town. Yeah. Y'all got some dogs that are coming out of Aliquippa. Yeah. So yes, yourself, your nephew that I didn't know, Ty Law. And then you got Darrell Revis, yeah. all in the oh, excuse me, all in the Hall of Fame. You got Mike Dicker. Mike Dicker's from Alabama. Yeah. We got four. Y'all got four. Yeah. Y'all got four Hall of Famers in a town of like eight thousand. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, small as it. You drive, you drive right through it, like through. You go. What is? Stop, you got one red light. Oh my! How much pride do you guys take in that? Knowing that it's, you guys have four gold jackets. I we when no. I was hometown, we only had that many people that made it to the NFL. Yeah, like it's not even close. Yeah. How do you? How much pride do you take in that, knowing that your hometown has produced four gold jackets? Well, I, I, it's 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 the whole county. I, I like to say it, but yeah, okay. you know we played we played there and uh, what's the county? What what, what Beaver County? Beaver yeah. County, and, and you know we had a lot of great athletes, not just in football, but basketball, baseball. <clears throat> Wrestling, all of it, you know, and we took a lot of pride in, from the fact of saying, yeah, you know, everybody's talking about what this is what football country, this is that, this is that. And when you come to Alacoma, man, it's a steel mill. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you see steel mill, man. You see steel, you know, it's, it's nothing like that. They're like, I mean, how do these guys come out? How do you bring all this many football players yeah. out here? But when they, it's not, you don't have a whole lot of football fields, you don't have a whole lot of students and stuff going into school, but. You know, it was just guys that took a lot of pride in themselves. And we, we, used, to, we used to always say, man, you know, we, we can stand up against anybody. Well, uh, yeah. Clearly, clearly. Four Hall of Famers, yeah, that's dope. Nobody else can say that. So I want to know this one more thing, too, is uh, I know the game has changed. Yeah. Football is not what it was when you were playing, nor was it when we were playing not too long ago. And uh, the product of football now, do you still enjoy watching? How, what is your love Factor on a scale or so, or whatever that is, of football. I'm a football guy, man. I I, I still love <laughs> the game, but I, I, you know it's 
it's kind of been pampered a little bit. It seems like, man, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, man, back in the days, man, I was like, man, the way the boys was hitting people, yeah, and doing things that they do. I mean, but there's a lot of talent out there, but they just, and they probably made it a little more. I say 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 for the guys, you know, because <clears throat> man, back, um, boy, they would hit you and they would keep on hitting. You were talking about your grandson loving sports. We and seven on seven's been a really big push to like kind of take the ease off of the contact with sports and football. Yeah. Um, would you encourage your grandson to go to play football or want to do seven on seven uh, instead of playing football with pads early? Maybe I have this debate all the time with my own stuff. You know why? Do it, I don't. You know, yeah. I, I want them to play the game that we play. Yeah. Right. And that's the way I can only visualize football being played. Football is physical. Football yeah. is aggressive. And, you know, I, I want to see that. I don't want right. to take that away from it. You know, I, I think they've done a good job uh, with the referees, but they, they yeah. took a lot of some of the, the, the dirtiness out yeah, of it, right, if you right. want to say. Make it safer. Yeah, and it made it safer. And now I think the game is contact, man. You want to play, you want football, you Gotta ask, you have to take a little contact. You better. Yeah. Duke Slater, first African-American named to the College Football Hall of Fame. As we continue to celebrate Black History Month across the league, we share the accomplishments of the past and present. Duke Slater overcame racial bias to earn selections to both the college and pro football halls of fame. The tackle from Iowa was a three-time All-Big Ten selection, an All-American and the first African-American named to the College Football Hall of Fame. In the pro ranks, Slater was a five-time first-team All-Pro. Only the errors prevented discrimination kept him from being named to the NFL's All-Decade team of the 1920s. However, he would earn his due in 2020 when he was named to the centennial class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. So, Rome, we saw you at uh, Earl. Uh, Earl Campbell here say you're making your way through Radio Row. Yeah. I looked over and I was like, oh, yes, I, I've seen you before. I, I know your size, your frame. I'm a little guy. <laughs> I did not know that. I, I was like, man, Tony George not as big as I thought. I thought it was yeah. so much bigger than that. Everybody, even when I, when I was playing, when they would see me in the offseason, they were like, my old job, man, they didn't know I was as small as I was. Yeah. But what I did was, See, I said, I had extra large shoulder pads, I had girdle pads, I had rib pads, I had large stop pads, I had foam under my knee pads. My, my fullback, Ron Springs, just, we tell him we play, we give him a play, he said, man, you the ugliest dressed guy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, you know what? 
and I don't give a damn. I said, I got 11 angry men over there trying to take me out of this business. I said, I got to pad up, bro. Now, do you feel like it made, do you think it slowed you down any? Having all the extra, okay. Oh, man, okay. No. Of course not. <laughs> when you're scared, when you're running scared, hey, they ain't much gonna slow you down. <laughs> so, so talking about not slowing you down, number one, I, just this, what you just said, I mean, it's amazing that a fullback tells a running back, bro, you dressed ugly. Yo, like, that's, <laughs> I got that. Everybody yeah, just yeah, sit on that for a second. Y'all just said it about me. Y'all said my, tra- my my style was whack. It was terrible. You had a big bionic elbow brace. Pino was <laughs> stank. Hey, guess what? Stank. I didn't give a damn. I didn't give a damn. And like, I, I know Pino asked you, it didn't slow you down. Of course not. Tell me about this. How does it feel? Your record, 99-yard run. It can never be broken. It can only be tied, which it has been tied before. And I watched your highlight and I watched the run. Number one, is that your favorite run of all time? And how much credit do you give your wide receiver? Uh, was that Drew Pierce? Drew Pierce. For getting that block down there and kind of setting you free. Or did you, I ain't really need him. Because he really, the DB, really didn't touch you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to tell my wide receivers, I said, look, you don't have to knock him down. Get in the way, and I'll do the rest. Yeah. I'll, I'll make him I'll make him get where I want him to be. You and you can up. get in his way, and then it's over. You know, that's good. But uh, Drew, and Drew, Every long run that I have, Drew Pearson was part of it. He was always one, one of the guys that's just getting in the way. I said, yeah. just get in the way, bro. I'm, I'm going from there. And that play, it was just a simple die play. You don't have to tell about the specifics of the play, but it wasn't a fancy play call. No. Nah. And we, you know, we only, we only had 10 men on the field. I didn't know that either. <laughs> we only had 10 men on the field. That's something and, you don't know. If, if, if we had 11 men on the field, it would have been our fullback, Ron Springs, running the play. And I used to always tell Ron, Ron, you think you can win 99 yards, man? Come on, man. They would have caught you, man. You know you were going to run 99. So, so he, 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 knew he, he knew he wasn't in the – I mean, obviously, you knew he wasn't there, right? So well, y'all didn't want to call it like a timeout? What, what happened was he was the one that muffed the kickoff. Right. Like the one-inch yard line, whatever. And so he ran off the field, and then when he heard the play, I heard the play. I heard the play being called. So we could run that with single back formation or eye formation. Right. So Ron thought he he heard single back formation, which was Jayhawk, is the formation we call it. And so he he stayed on the sideline, and all the guys were telling him, if they make get out there, you gotta run the play, you gotta run the play. Run the play. And Ron's response to all that was like, man, you gotta be crazy. He said, if if I run out on that field and we get a, a penalty on a one-inch yard, he said, Tom Landry go cut me right on the spot. As he said, no, he said, he had to, and I didn't know this at that time. I, I thought you had to have your 11 men on the field. So he had he had the wherewithal to understand that, hey, we can run a play with 10 yeah. people. He said, it doesn't, doesn't matter. And I was like, okay, man, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I thought you would have got a five for only having 10. I didn't know that. No, you can play with 10. You just can't play with 12. I think that, that's the rule. You can play with 10. I don't think now, now, one thing I think is a little bit special. Um, well, I know it's special, and I didn't know it was such a, a stat. And that's your um, your Heisman to Hall community. And or right where it's on your shirt right now, H to H. Yes. And uh, could you tell me what's the and, um What's been the most important thing for you to make sure you stick around the game? You're around it, and you also have this, around amongst all these legends, <clears throat> it's a small group 
yeah. of legends inside of all these greats with these uh, the guys that have won a Heisman and are in the Hall of Fame. It's 10 of you guys total yeah. throughout all of the football greats. Yeah. It is amazing to hear that. How does that make you feel? Could you just break all this down? You talked about earlier, like, that's I an didn't actual, know. That's an extra it level was, of elite. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you keep saying, you said, saying the word. It makes you feel great. I was like, I'm like, man, like, all the great players, Gail Sears, Joe, Jim Brown, you can go on and on and on and on about all these great players, man. Uh, quarterbacks, running backs, most of, most running backs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm like, wow, that's all? I said, all these great players, play. I mean, Sweetness, Walter Payton, come on. Didn't get a Heisman. Okay, yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm like, I'm saying, that right there, I said, like, man, God almighty. I said, when you when you look at it, when you think about it, you say, dang, you know, you, it's pretty, you did that's some pretty, kind of special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys are doing a, a Perfect 10 documentary, and it's through the NFL Films production about you 10 guys who have won the Heisman and also are in the Hall of Fame now. Um, it airs throughout the, the month of February on FS1. We wanna make sure everybody tunes in for that. Support these great gentlemen who have been stewards of the game that I, we've all grown up watching and just don't know how legendary they are until they get into this uh, special community that you guys are in. You know, this, this, it caught me, it's kind of shocked me. You know, it's like, it, it made me feel a little, a little good because every time, everybody when I was playing, you know, they were like, man, you chose small, man. How you do this? How you do this? I, said, I said, man, I said, look, I'm a thin piece of leather well put together. Don't you worry about it. You just try to cap a tackle me, all right? Say that again. Still piece of leather. Thin piece of leather well put together. Well put together. Yeah. You know he said that to a lot of guys back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, you know oh, he okay. said that. <laughs> I said, okay. See, I'll see you. I'll see you next time. We'll see. We'll see what you're gonna do. One of the questions we like to ask a lot of the guests that come on this show is, if there was a, a, a Mount Rushmore of people that had had influence or mentor or just some positive output on your life, who would those people be? We 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 we've done ours a few times. If you had to pick your Mount Rushmore of four people, who would those four people be? My four older brothers. Mm-hmm. There was there was there was Melvin, mm-hmm. there was Ernest, there was Tyrone, who was the one that I that uh, it was I was old enough at time to see him play, and there was Keith. And the thing is, I always wanted to be like my brothers. Yeah, my brothers were exceptional athletes mm-hmm. in high school. None of them went off to college at night, but and that was one thing they all pitched in and said, "You're not gonna make this mistake." You're going to college, right? You know, mm-hmm. but they went into with Jan at the steel mill up in, up in the, in the area, and I was like, man, wow. But I seen my brothers, man, my, my so the original TD, as I called him, Tyrone. I had never seen nobody run the ball like him, and uh, you know, I was just trying to be like my brothers. Yeah, they motivated me, and that was the best example you had growing up. It's like, man. I want to just be like them. And you don't know where that'll take you. It's amazing when you talk to people about setting goals, yeah. things like that. You don't know exactly. what you don't know. Exactly, man. I, you know, I was like, going to college? I'm going to college? All these colleges are coming in recruiting me, and I'm like, wow, man. I got it. I, I got it. I got it. I guess I got 
what it takes right. to play at the higher level. And so, man, I, I was, when I went to college, my, my brothers, my mom and dad, man, they were just, everybody was just, it was almost like a party. That's a great feeling. That's yeah. got to be a great feeling. And yeah. are you the youngest of the four? I'm, I'm the youngest of five boys. Youngest, ooh. I'm the sixth of seven children. I have a younger sister. The first one was the girl. The girl. And we had five boys. I don't know, y'all just, house was just a tornado. <laughs> a bunch of bad Tasmanian devils. Let me tell you, growing up in Mount Vernon Drive, which is, it was projects, you know, so we had, uh, we stayed pretty busy. And you talking about down, going down and playing, playing as a youngster? Yeah. We used to go, we used to break, we used to go up under the fence and <laughs> go up under the fence. We used to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. In, in, the back, in the back of the swimming pool, and we played tackle football, and people just they were, and that's why they would say, "Man," and that's how I, they said, "Man, how you get so quick and how you do all this?" And I, obviously, I was gifted with that. I said, "But man, right, right. when you play on on concrete, and we used to play in the street to tackle football, and, and if you get hit, you fall on that curb a couple times." You don't want to hit that curve. You know, real quick. You heard how to, yeah. You know, real yeah, quick. Shifty. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what got me got me motivated. How many times did you leave some skin on that concrete? Ooh, ooh, bro. I was running, but I put plenty. I left. I left plenty of. In my younger years, uh-huh. but once I got a little older, bro, I was, once you like I said, once you fall on that curve and get them, them ribs, you figure out a way. You figure something out. Similar story. We played in Chicago, but we used to play in the street, and we had cars. So you'd be throwing, you know, you put on one way street down passing, oh, and you just try not to run into the car, but it, yeah. it, it, didn't, it didn't end so well. Yeah. Well, well, Tony, this is my last question for you, man. Um, could you fill in the blanks for me? We like to ask all of our guests this as well. Um, my name is Tony Dorsett, and my life right now is wonderful. I. Uh, with my family, my wife, my daughters, my son, my grandsons. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm all about right now. And I, I love my family. And being brought up with four older brothers, and an older sister, yeah, there's seven of us, and, and just family. Mm-hmm. Family. And that was the thing that motivated me as, as a kid. When I was playing ball, I would always look up. The first thing I would do, was look up in the stands and see where my mom and dad were sitting. Yeah. And I would always wave to them and I would say, and my, my older brothers were checking me out, you know, and it was like, oh man, I, I, they, they would always critique me, but I wanted that kind of stuff and I wanted to be with my family, kind of brought us all mm-hmm. together and all that. So <clears throat> that, was, that was my whole deal and, and as a kid. But I never dreamed that I was going to, because I was a little guy, man. I, I, when I was, in, I went to college at 145 pounds. I, ne- I went, didn't dream, never dreamed that I was going to be a running back in college, right? Or even anybody want to give me a scholarship, right? And so, man, I, I was, I was blessed. And what positions did you play? Did you always play running back, or was you like a receiver? Were you a DB? Bro, bro, bro I was a mean son, bro. bro. I played. We. I was a defender first. There you go. This is back, bro. Let me tell you something. And I and I used to hit. <laughs> Everybody tell me, oh, you they say you you said you you gonna be the worst door said of them all. And that's angry. I used to, ooh, 
I'm going to show you. I'll show you what I can do. He's like 140 pounds Deacon Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, oh, I used to, ooh, I used to make some impacts. So as a DB, I got to have this question because I got to know how you was hitting them back in the day. Were you the guy that, all right, I know they see me. I'm still going to try and light them up or, you know, I'm just going to get them down. And then when they don't see me, uh, that when I tee it off. No, you. no, bro. No, 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 no. They, they had to start letting They had to change their, their the offense to run to the other side. Oh, they didn't want to see you at all, man. I was a, I was a monster back. I was a monster. I was well the strong side. A monster back. My monster man. I call him the monster. That's it. They call him yeah the monster position. Man, let's go out there, man. Monster right and boy, monster left, man. And they just try to come at me until they find out. Say, oh man, we got to run. We got to run the other way. We can't get by that dude. Yeah. Cause I, hey, I had that little man syndrome. Man. Everybody thought I was just so small. I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I said, okay, I'll show you. And for those that don't know monster back, I know he's talking about. It's like a 46, so it's more like a strong safety or a rover back. But whenever the strong side is, you call it. And you go set the edge and you ready. Anything right. coming downhill. Right. Oh man! I did not know we were gonna sit down and talk to him. He said he is the most fired up talking about. He has a nine nine yard run. Now it's the day look. I talk about it all the time. Monster back. Oh, so busy. I want him to be. Come to the dark side, baby. You never should have left. So come to the dark side. Oh man. Well, look, uh, Mr. Russell, it's been a treat and an honor to to have you on our show, man. Thank you so much for blessing us, and I, I look forward to uh, Hall of Heisman uh, FS1. Aaron all through February. Y'all check it out. Hey, man, thank you. Now, to all our listeners out there, Tony, man, appreciate it, man. Uh, I got addressed the elephant in the room. You called me son at one point in time. Y'all did <laughs> like the highlight all day. I, and, uh, I just want to say thanks to all our listeners out there. Continue to give us a like, a review. Uh, make sure you hit follow. And uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast, that one is Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, I still fresh. Thank you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.